This is The Time I Ignored Red Flags and the Disasters That Followed, written and narrated by me, Christina Fenner. We all know what the term red flag means, right? A telltale sign that something is off, undesirable, or will consequently lead to a disastrous result. Just as important as red flags are to determine and recognize in your dating and social life, they're also just as important to pay attention to in your business life as well. Okay, so I was first going to write this podcast episode all about how to determine and recognize red flags in your business, but that sounded kind of boring. So instead, I'm going to share with you about two of the most memorable and horrific times that I chose to ignore red flags and the cringy disasters that followed. To be fair, no names, dates, or specific details will be shared. But nonetheless, brace yourself. Red flag story number one. It was early spring and a fellow wedding vendor and friend of mine reached out to me because their bride was looking for a wedding photographer. This is pretty common, and I know this vendor pretty well, so I was happy to jump at the chance of snagging another wedding for that season. When's the wedding? I asked. Uh, next month, actually, my friend responded. Wow, next month? Talk about last minute. Okay, let's pause. Did anyone else watch Malcolm in the Middle, where Malcolm would freeze mid-shot, turn, and talk directly to the camera? That's what I want you to imagine that I'm doing right now. This was almost seven years ago, and even then I knew that it was a huge red flag that this bride was looking to book a wedding photographer less than a month before her wedding date. When I asked my vendor friend what had happened with her previous photographer, because I assumed surely she previously had one, my friend said that this bride just hadn't exactly gotten around to hiring one yet. Red flag. This is the precise moment that I should have stepped away. I knew it then, and I know it now. Even though my rates back then were much lower than they are now, they were definitely still on the high end for this area, and I was a premium service. CFP brides, or my target audience, are not procrastinators. They value getting on my calendar ASAP and soaking up every bit of information and help I so eagerly want to give them before the big day rolls around. This bride was getting none of that, and she didn't care either. Despite my better judgment, I justified taking on this wedding by thinking things like, well, it's just one day. It's more money in my pocket. How bad could it be? Famous last words. I set up a time to meet with this bride, literally five days before the wedding, and I right off the bat knew that we were not a good fit. We weren't clicking and something was definitely off, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. I printed out and brought all of my brochures, portfolio, information, all of it. And the only question she had for me was, how much? I gave her a rate and she handed me a wad of cash on the spot and showed me to the door. Uh, okay. I knew with every fiber of my being that this was not a good fit. But now I felt guilty because we were less than a week from her wedding and she had just handed me a wad of cash. Damn it. This lady had just handed me her full balance up front in cash, and so I felt like a schmuck if I was to then say, actually, I don't think we're a good fit. I felt stuck. Five days later, the wedding went as you would expect. A total shit show. 
For starters, the bride was an hour and a half late to her own ceremony, the latest I've personally ever seen a bride be, and nobody had any idea what the hell was going on. The sad part was that this couple went all out for their wedding. The venue was beautiful, the dress was beautiful, everything. It certainly looked like a CFP wedding on the outside, but that couldn't be any further from the truth. The worst part came afterwards, for me and actually three of the other vendors. I received borderline hate emails demanding we give her all of the raw footage. At the time, we offered both photo and video coverage, but raw footage was never something we offered or provided, which was made abundantly clear in our last-minute meeting. She also didn't like any of my editing style and wanted me to re-edit them how she liked, or again, give her the raw footage to edit herself. Again, no, not an option. I thought to myself, Did, were you even at our final meeting, or really our first and final and only meeting? I know that I made this abundantly clear. And so I couldn't believe that she was actually asking if this was an option. Ironically, I was actually really pleased with how her photos and her video came out. Honestly, they were great in my opinion, and everyone seemed to love them on Facebook. She also claimed that we didn't get certain shots, which we very much did, that were already uploaded to her gallery, followed with a slew of all kinds of other complaints. Every response I sent, I received another random complaint and a disregard of anything that I had just said in the previous email. After a few back and forths, I contacted my other vendor friends who also worked this wedding, and apparently this was a common trend. Hate emails for everyone, Oprah style. You get a hate email. You get a hate email. Everyone gets a hate email. At the time, my contract looked like Swiss cheese, filled with holes and lacking specifics, but one rock-solid line in there that was that under no circumstances do we provide raw footage of any kind. Never have and never will. After reminding this bride of the one rock-solid line in my contract, she didn't respond and instead left me a nasty, less-than-truthful review. The major problem here was that this bride had no interest in gaining a full understanding of what we offer, what we do, or honestly, I don't even think she looked at any of my photos. She wanted to throw wads of cash and just expect that everyone knew exactly what she wanted. In the end, it was my mistake for recognizing these red flags, but still continuing to move forward. The ass ache of taking on this wedding was definitely not worth the wad of cash. I chalked it up to a hard lesson learned, and I moved on. Red flag story number two. This one really took me by surprise. I had booked a fall wedding and really seemed to click with this bride. From the outside, she seemed to be a 10 out of 10 CFP bride all around, and I was really looking forward to her wedding. She had booked both our photo and video package, and from the outside, it seemed like we were going to be a great fit. And the red flag actually didn't pop up until the very last hour of her wedding day. The wedding day went off without a hitch. Beautiful photos, happy bride, all around really great day. And the perfect fall colors were just the cherry on top. We were wrapping up our coverage time, and we still hadn't gotten paid the remainder of our balance, nor had there been any mention of getting paid either. I hate having to bring up the topic of getting paid at someone's wedding. 
It really is the worst. I told the bride that we were heading out, and she was like, uh, okay, uh, why don't you go find my mom, and she'll settle up with you. It was right off the bat, a 10 out of 10 weird vibe. I went up to the mom and said, hey, thanks so much for today. Uh, We're actually heading out, and the bride told me to come see you. Okay, Malcolm in the middle moment. You should never have to hunt for your money like this. It makes me cringe even talking about it now. We had just worked our asses off, and it's incredibly disrespectful to anyone. Brides, please, have your remaining balances taken care of before you're six white claws deep. Please. It's awkward, and we really, really, really don't want to have to bother your mom for some cash. Okay, jumping back to the mom. Uh, The mom looks at me like I have three heads and is visibly and audibly annoyed. Paired with an exaggerated sigh, the mom says, Oh, she didn't pay you? Here, I've got this much, but nothing more. Panic and embarrassment immediately set in for me, and I quickly reassured her that it's no big deal not to worry about it. I'll get a hold of the bride later on. Please go enjoy your night. Obviously, this mom had no idea that her daughter still had a whopping outstanding balance. And I felt bad because it wasn't exactly her problem, but... The bride did tell me to come up to her, so honestly, I was just irritated and I was pissed that I was put in this situation in the first place. Thinking back now, I definitely knew better, but I was so eager to get out of that extremely uncomfortable situation, especially after we had just had such a great day with these people. I didn't want to ruin it. I think that I still had a glimmer of hope that maybe this was just an honest mishap. Wedding days can be hectic, after all, and the bride really seemed to like us. No way would she ever blow us off entirely. Famous last words. So I get home, and we were still owed a good chunk of the balance, but since a partial payment had been made, I felt like it was safe to put up some of her photos on Facebook. Of course, she raved about them, loved them, tagged the shit out of them, all the good stuff. And then I reminded her of her remaining balance, and it was a, oh my god, no problem, I'll get you paid right away. And then crickets for the next two weeks. I felt bad and, like, didn't want to bother her, you know? I mean, I don't know, maybe she's got, like, stuff going on. I don't know. Another week goes by, and we finish up her wedding video, so I once again reached out and said that her video was complete, but I couldn't release it or show it to her until that remaining balance was paid. I thought for sure this would get her to cough up some cash. Nope. Get ready to facepalm. She ended up convincing me to just put up the video real quick so only she could watch it, and then I would take it down and not send her the video file until she paid. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm cringing. I can't believe I let her convince me of this either. Face meet palm. And so little naive Christina uploaded the video to YouTube and sent her the link, telling her it would only be available for 10 minutes. I shit you not, not even two minutes later, this bride, who must have forgotten that we were Facebook friends, posted the link of the YouTube video on her Facebook wall with the words that read verbatim in all caps, quick, watch our wedding video before it gets taken down. I was so pissed. But thankfully, I kept my head enough to remember to screenshot her post and all of the comments that were swarming in. I then deleted the video off YouTube, sent her a calm message paired with the screenshots, and once again asked for payment. 
Of course, she blew me off, and I never got the opportunity to share her photos and or videos with anyone again, which is a shame because it was really a beautiful wedding. I got played, and I definitely didn't get paid. The red flag here was obviously the lack of payment. Despite the awkwardness, I should not have left that wedding without getting paid, especially since I knew I was getting played. I had that gut feeling, and I knew this wasn't just some honest mishap. But because I was uncomfortable, I pushed my better judgment aside. I can assure you, driving home from that wedding with full payment in hand and the ability to freely and happily share my hard work would have greatly outweighed and would have totally been worth the awkwardness of standing my ground and getting paid. However, even though my contract, which was a little more beefed up by then, clearly stated the amount due and the due date, and that no photos or videos would be available until the full balance was paid. I didn't follow my own rules here, and I let her see the photos and the video, even though she still owed money. I had let my personal feelings and opinions of this girl outweigh my better judgment. I took this so personally, and it really hurt my feelings. I didn't feel valued or worthy, but looking back now, it's one of the most valuable and expensive lessons I've ever learned. Always remember, money talks. Ah, these stories are hard to think about and even harder to share. This is the first time that I've ever actually shared about them publicly. A part of me wants to just forget they ever happened, partially because of the dumb choices I also made in these situations. But sadly, slight variations of these scenarios are extremely common and happen all of the time. I'm sharing these cringy stories with you because I want you to learn from my painful and expensive mistakes. It can be hard when you're just starting out to clearly define and sometimes recognize red flags. Because we're trying to strum up business and all the business we can, it's often tempting to look past some of those things that initially make us raise an eyebrow. However, defining, recognizing, and then appropriately reacting to red flags is good business. You are setting clear boundaries and expectations and fully expecting your clients and yourself to follow them. It's not about being a bitch. It's about looking out for everyone's best interest. And of course, looking out for your sanity. Even if this is your literal day one in business, our intuition or gut feeling is a powerful thing and isn't something that should be ignored. I'm happy to report that I've become much better at sticking to my guns and making sure that my offerings or service is crystal clear to anyone inquiring. This doesn't mean that I don't answer questions, redirect, or guide conversations and situations, however. Listen, I get it. As a bride or as a customer, when you're handing over a wad of cash, you want to know exactly what you're getting in return, and I respect and encourage that. Of course, you can't control the exact level of understanding that someone may or may not have, But as long as you're putting every measure and clause in place to help get them there, then you can consider that a job well done on your part. The good news is, red flags usually have a tendency to rear their ugly heads early on in the inquiry process. And the more you work on defining them, the easier they will be to recognize. It's never easy to turn away a customer or a wad of cash due to flashing red flags. You'll likely feel bad. And you will without a doubt second guess it. Maybe that was just a fluke. 
Maybe everything will turn out fine. I could really use that cash. Trust me, there has never been a time when I have ignored a big flashing red flag that I have left the wedding unscathed. Be kind to yourself, be kind to your business, and kindly turn them away. Be gracious for their inquiry, and you don't have to tell them, sorry, but you have a red flag written all over you so we can't work together. Just simply tell them that you're unavailable, period. You do not owe them an explanation. So, of course, there are different levels of red flags, or eyebrow raisers, as I like to call them. And they are entirely custom to you and your business. A red flag for me might not be anything that anyone else would blink an eye at. You have to determine what your non-negotiables are, and you also have to determine why. Not for anyone else, but for you. Write them down, print them out, stick them to your forehead if you have to. But you need to know why these are your red flags and the ass ache you're likely to endure if you don't recognize and react to them appropriately. Remember, we are not Walmart. Our clients cannot come in, buy a 70-inch TV, come back three months later without a receipt, demand to see a manager, and walk out with our rent money. I am happy to report that the red flag disaster weddings have massively decreased, and I chalk this up to three things. Number one, I provide almost all of the information someone would need to know before they book me right away, right on my website. I have answers to questions they haven't asked yet or haven't thought to ask yet, and people know exactly what they're getting when they hire me. I lay it all out there, black and white, crystal clear, so they themselves can then determine if we're a good fit without actually having to send me an email. This does a majority of the weeding out of the red flag brides automatically. Number two, my contract doesn't look like Swiss cheese anymore. I invested in a rock-solid contract that was created by and written by an actual lawyer, catered and specific to my business and my line of work. Contracts are not scary, and they should never be intended to screw someone over. Contracts are pretty much like that nice puffy-weighted security blanket that clearly outlines every nuance, unlikely event, and what-if situation for both you and your client. Before anyone ever books me, I send them a proposal with my contract so they have the opportunity to review it and ask any questions they may have before signing on the dotted line. And, let's be honest, if they do end up being an off-the-rails, batshit crazy bride later on, I know that my ass is covered. And I can rest easy knowing that I have held up my end of the bargain and I've completed everything that I'm contractually obligated to provide and or deliver before, during, and after the wedding day. And lastly, number three, I stick to my guns and react appropriately to red flags. Simple as that. I don't risk exposing myself or my team to a less than desirable work environment and or client. I value myself, my team, my business, and my sanity enough to not risk it when I get that little gut feeling. I'm happier for it, and I know that by saying no to clients who are wrong for me, I'm opening up the opportunity to say yes to those perfect CFP brides who will love working with me just as much as I love working with them. But of course, there's always going to be that one crazy client who you never expected to be a red flag, like my second bride that I talked about. And unfortunately, it's kind of inevitable. 
Shit happens, and sometimes the crazies slip through the cracks. But as I mentioned before, you can significantly decrease the odds by setting clear boundaries, non-negotiables, and red flag indicators. Remember, good boundaries set solid expectations, and solid expectations lead to happy customers. Simple as that. Cheering you on from underneath my weighted security blanket, Christina. Number two, my contract doesn't look like Swiss cheese anymore. <laughs> 